listening to Sister Radio, and I have with me Carmen Cadran, right? Did yeah, I say it right? Perfect. <laughs> I need to practice my Spanish. Mm-hmm. For sure. To help. <laughs> so, Carmen, we're here. Actually, this building is off the chain. We're in Boston. Mm-hmm. We're at 10 St. James Place. Yes. This building's like being in like men in black or something <laughs> like what is it like working kind of in the heart of boston and in this fantastic it's, building it's great i love this building i love that we're in the back bay area it's kind of dangerous because there are a lot of shopping options around here so no. i need to make sure i don't go shopping but it's great because we have a lot of um uh, things are great around here. We're really close to the garden. We're really close to the common. We're really close to the MFA. We're like really in the middle of everything. Oh, and so Carmen, share a little bit um, about your background because right now it's so important to be talking to immigrants mm-hmm. and hearing their stories and sh- like yeah. learning from them because obviously everything <laughs> like how well, can you not? Yeah, yeah. So share a little bit about your background. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Um, yeah, so I'm from Venezuela. I'm 20 years old. I moved here four years ago to go to grad school. So when I first moved here, I was only thinking about being in Boston for two years, right? Because I was just going to grad school. After I completed my program, I started working at an ad agency that was doing work that matters. So it was working with a lot of nonprofits and organizations that were doing um, work to help the communities and to help the people from Boston. So I kind of started loving the city in a way. And also at the same time, I met who is now my husband. So that's I didn't how, know you were married. Yeah, girl, you so you look so young. I'm, I'm like twenty-eight. Oh my yeah. gosh! So that's how I'm still here. So oh. after after my graduate program, I started working. I started being part of the Boston community, and I felt in love. So yeah. yeah. Well, and you've done a lot here in regards to the Latino community. And guys, we were just talking before we recorded um, just about the the using uh, Latinx versus Latino. Right. And you said you prefer saying Latino. Latino. Yeah. Can you share so, why? Yeah. To, well, it depends. Uh, honestly, this is, this is going to be different depending on the person you're talking to because there are a lot of, like, you know, opinions about it. But in my opinion... Um, Latino is Latinos, Latinos. Um, it's a term that refers to all of the Latino community, all the people that are from Latin America and Central America that speak Spanish, right? Or um, even Portuguese if Brazilians wants to include themselves there. When we talk about Latinx, in, at least in my mind, we're talking about those people that are second generations that were born here in the U.S., but they also identified with the Latino community. So it's someone that, it's kind of in the middle. Oh, it's interesting. They grew up here and speak English, and, you know, it's part of the American culture. They like football, and they're used to, you know, I don't know, uh, Thanksgiving. But they also speak a little bit of Spanish, and their parents are from uh, Latino countries, so they're kind of in the middle. And they uh, identify themselves in both cultures. And the other thing that um, I had seen a video that had been passed around on Facebook was the use of Latinx 
instead of Latino for being more um, gender inclusive. Yeah. And I thought that, so do you have any thoughts on that? Um, well, that's a thing in Spanish, that if you finish the letter, the word with an O or with an A, it's Latino, sure. it could be just like guys or Latina, it's only females. But if you use Latinos, the term, it, it's inclusive for both, but some people are very um, opinionated about what that means and how maybe some Latino communities are more, um, aren't that feminist and how that could help us be more equal in a way. Um, I don't really have details about that. I identify sure. myself as either Latino or Latina. I don't feel any, you know, discrimination by using the term Latinos as a whole. Okay. All of us. I hear you. Yeah. Um, so being from Venezuela, yeah. what has it been like to become an American, to live here? And what have just been some of your experiences just... We'll talk a little bit about immigration and stuff. Yeah. I, we don't have to get extremely right. into it, but I'm just curious your perspective. But yeah. Um, yeah, just a little bit about what that was like to come here. Right. So I came here. Well, two two main things that I want to make sure we we talk about. One is that um, I came here with a student visa, and then I transitioned to having a green card, have being a resident because, well, I got you know. Um, I got sponsored by my work, so I was able to get a, a um, green card. So I'm a resident, but I'm not a citizen. To to do that, there's a whole big process. Really hard. Not everybody can do it. So yeah, I'm kind of in the middle right now. And in terms of living, honestly, getting used to winter was really tough. I'm oh, still gosh. I'm still getting used to it. I hate I'm, winter. We all do. Oh, <laughs> well, gosh. I hate it so much. Like today, my energy is just out of the roof it's just like this is sunny out people are smiling people are walking like this is what i'm used to so those six months of winter are really tough and in term in general well i had to get used to another culture another language another everything another you know type of food yeah way of getting ready getting of of uh, dress everything um Luckily, I had a lot of support. I had a lot of good people in my life, and especially the first year, which I think it was the hardest one. Sure. I I was able to meet great people that really helped me and supported me. So yeah, I I'm very grateful of you know finding those people here. You know, all yeah. Americans that were very welcoming. I'm so happy that you feel that way. I I don't know. <laughs> Um, I just came from New York, and yeah. I've lived in L.A. since forever. Oh, and um, awesome. since, like, 2009. Well, it feels like forever. Yeah, 2009. And both of those cities are mm -hmm. really hard. Mm -hmm. It just, I mean, in their different ways. Yeah. But Boston, I think it's because I'm a New Englander, so I'm a, yeah. little, I'm a little bit biased. Bias, I but bit. <laughs> I feel like we've got a sense of tradition, and yeah. we really care about community. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like it probably was a better place to go to than maybe like LA or New York right. because I know a lot of people who go there even who are just Americans and part mm -hmm. of the American culture and it's just hard it's harder to find people who support you who love you so right. you kind of lucked out by picking Boston <laughs> and you met your honey so. Yeah. so I don't I don't know about those cities I just know that um people at Suffolk University which was the a school I went to for grad school were great I had a great mentor there um 
and I had three roommates when I first moved here with and I didn't know them. I just met them online and kinda like, Hey, I need a room. Wait, Craigslist? Um and Suffolk oh, had some okay, type okay. of like because yeah, I swear by Craigslist, that's YouTube. why I was asking. Oh my god, yeah. that's funny. I've met so many amazing people through Craigslist. Yeah, <laughs> I had to check it out too. So yeah, uh, honestly, I don't know if it was luck or if it was the city or if it was the combination, but I had a great experience with you know that that first year of like arriving and being scared and yeah. I I remember that I had a um, health communications class and people were talking about. MGH and the Brigham and partners and I was like what the hell are they talking about because I, I knew about health and communications but I didn't know the names of the hospitals and the organizations here so I was kind of like uh, I don't know what I'm doing here yeah. yeah well that's like something that a lot of people who grew up in America don't realize about people who come and study abroad yeah it's like they're learning the material and then they're learning it in a language that's not their native native right. language it's amazing it's to amazing. me because Americans as a whole we don't do that we barely know a second language most of us I mean, are it depends, it depends I, on I, if I've, you're I've seen everything I've seen people that speak three languages and others are like huh well, where is Venezuela? So, I don't so know. I don't really know people who speak two languages. No. I mean, for sure, for sure in L.A., like when I moved to L.A., I was mm-hmm. in this, like in the valley, and all my neighbors were Latinos, and that's why I was able to speak Spanish so well. And so they all knew two languages. Right. Just they had to. They had no choice. They came here or they were born here, and their parents are second generation. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know, I'm white from the burbs. Almost all my neighbors <laughs> are white. They don't know a second language. I'm oh. like, that's such a shame because the rest of the world knows at least two languages. Right. Most of the time. Right. I mean, not trying to generalize. Well, so tell me a little bit about how you came to work at El Planeta, the, the Latino magazine that focuses yeah. in just Massachusetts, issue, issues facing the Latino community in so, Massachusetts. yeah, El Planeta, it's one of the biggest newspapers here in Boston, and we serve the, well, they serve, I still talk about we, uh, the greater Boston community, especially East Boston, Chelsea, Lawrence, and the uh, communities that are um, mostly Latinos. Um, they cover both local issues that are happening here, but also covering a little bit of the the um, stories that are happening in South America, which I think is great because that way people can um, know about what's happening here, but also maintain that connection with their roots mm-hmm. and with the communities in which their families are probably still living in. So that was one of the things I loved about it. And we had, so we had the newspaper, we were also doing some um, social media, we had a magazine, and we were working in some events. For example, we had, in the time that I was working there, we had this Festi Latino, which was a big musical, music festival that took place in uh, East Boston. And I think we had 10,000 people oh coming. It was great. We had a lot of... Um, singers and groups from Colombia and from Mexico and from El Salvador and it was great to see how the community gets together to enjoy something that's part of their roots um so yeah how important is that for you as a Latino or Latina immigrant to um connect with your roots and stay connected with your roots it's what sometimes helps me get up in the morning because I still get homesick it's still difficult to be here um without my family and 
you know friends and food and weather <laughs> um so like even even listening to a latino station in my pandora account when i'm driving home from work helps you know because that listening to the songs that you listened to when you were little helps you keep that connection to what means um What, what's important for you? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's really important. So now you work at the Massachusetts Cultural Council. Yes. What do you love about working here? And maybe just like briefly share what you guys do at the yeah. Mass Cultural Council. So the Mass Cultural Council is a state agency that um, funds and supports the arts, humanities, and sciences. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, I like to say that we... Uh, the like the summary of our mission is to help bring more culture to more people right in the state of Massachusetts um what I love about being here is that I think that we are doing something that's meaningful for the for the communities and for the people and we are helping shape our future we're helping our community to be better and to have better opportunities and to be a more um creative uh, and vibrant community in general. So I think that that's great. It's a great um, motivation every day, the fact that I know that I'm doing something that means um, something important for, for the people of the state. Um, as I said, Boston was so welcoming when I first moved mm. here that I feel that I kind of have to pay back <laughs> by working in something that um, matters in a way. Um, So what we do here, it's a lot of funding through the budget that the legislator gives us through the, so that's the, the, the money part, right? The funding, the grants that we offer to um, cultural organizations, individual arts, schools, festivals, local cultural councils, etc. But we also offer a lot of services. We have a podcast, we have website, a website with information. We have another website that um, it's called higherculture.org that helps people find jobs. So uh, I like that we have that diversity of offerings. Yeah. We have the grant making part, which is like the core of what we do as a state agency, but we also have all the services. We have, I think we're 25 staff members and we're very engaged in the communities. A lot of people are always going out to meet with their grantees do side visits to see how else we can help respond to questions we're really engaged in the community in that sense and that's wow. something that i love oh i love when people are empowering <laughs> others like in whatever way you can do it and it sounds like you get to do that all the time yeah. so that's pretty cool it's so fun. as far as seeing kind of um The results, I don't know if results is the right word to use, but mm -hmm. just what's come from everything you guys have done. What um, what about what you guys do is so important? Is mm -hmm. it is it the arts for you? Is it just culture? Like expand, I know you said it was taking culture and giving it to more people, or mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly how you more, phrase it. More art, more culture for more people. For more people. Yeah. What have been like the impacts of, of seeing your work and, and what's happened here in Massachusetts? Um, to me, well, I'm new, I'm new to the Mass Culture Council, but to me, especially gratifying when I go to one of our creative youth development programs. Was that one of the, like, Poetry Out Loud? Yes. Oh, exactly. so awesome. Exactly. So when I see kids in action, 
when I see kids um, falling in love with culture and arts, right? Because um, I think that that's the beginning of the future, right? As we all know. But looking at their eyes and seeing how they're enjoying what they're doing, and if I could put a little bit of help, if I can help that in a little bit, in a little way, that that's what makes my day, yeah. right? Seeing those kids, I don't know, learning how to play the piano or learning a, a poem or... And those kids gave their heart and soul. Yeah. At the, I know I saw the semifinals, mm -hmm. but, I mean, they were in they it. They were so good. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. so good. And the community that was built just within those kids, like, you could tell they were rooting for each other. Right. It was amazing. So that that's also another piece of it, that you're not only part of the, let's say, the chorus, but you're also meeting and getting to know other people of your community, and maybe you're learning not only about that piece of, work but you're also learning about other things by connecting to more people yeah i love it so why are the arts important to you i personally uh i found i used to dance so that's like my like section the um, section that i love i think we most. talked about this I before think we did. yeah, yeah. I so i that. was a dancer back in venezuela and when i moved here i kind of stopped because i had to go to grad school and work at the same time Um, but that's what I, what I enjoy most as, you know, um, just someone that goes and sees a play or a show. Um, what I love about the arts in general is that it's a way of expressing ourselves as human beings, right? Um, so I think that's like in the most um, basic sense, that's what, why it's important. And it's not just the arts. I see it. It's again. It's the uh, the arts, humanities, and sciences. So yeah, I I like to call call it uh, culture just because I think that those and that word helps umbrella. us to yeah to kind of add totally. everything together. Totally. Now, not to bunny trail, which I always do, anyways. <laughs> but um, going back to immigration. Yeah. Everything that's going on. I mean, and there's not a day that goes by that you don't hear a really awful story about somebody who's been in an ICE detainment center and they're taken away from their children in the middle of the night. And just right. these really hard things that are breaking apart families in the Latino community in America. And maybe not just the Latino community, but that's kind of where the focus is, at least right, in our mainstream media. Mm -hmm. um, what are some things that um, like are important to you as a Latina in this time like right. being in this part of history like what's important to you and what are some things maybe you um, want to just share about yeah. your experience so the first idea that comes to mind when you mention that it's fear right we're scared and and I've always done everything you know by the books and and I shouldn't be scared if you like, go through like what I've done and where I am But I am still just, and more than because of all those weird stories is the same, the, the idea of hate, right? That maybe someone is seated in the community. Um, I come from, so back in Venezuela, the president that we had for almost 15 years, Chavez, that he was famous for that, right? Putting, separating the country into two groups people that were with him and the people that were against him, the opposition. So the, in, in quote unquote, the good guys and the bad guys. So I, I've seen how a person can separate um, country and, you know, 
citizens of the same country can be so against each other and hate each other. So I've seen how that can break a country and mm. that's my greatest fear. I really hope that doesn't happen here, but I just know that we're all humans and feelings are really important and it could be what you're feeling might be greater than what you're thinking so just that that's like where my heart's at right yeah. now I, I just hope we can kind of like go back to what America is and mm -hmm. you know like oh yeah it's funny I saw this video I'm always seeing videos on yeah. Facebook I spend way too much time on Facebook hey, but it's a great tool I'm just saying yeah but I was I saw this video and this woman she shared that she felt like the American Eagle shouldn't be the symbol for America America it should be a pendulum because we always swing so far one way only to swing all the way back and I just feel like that fear of us being separated I'm like I don't know maybe I'm an idealist or mm -hmm. maybe I'm too much like cup half full mm -hmm. but I feel like we're gonna swing the other way and all this hate and fear like we'll be more united yeah like, we'll I hope you're right honestly. I hope so Me I'm too. just like but what it takes is people sharing their stories like right. you and talking about it and making it human and not just a news of 10 second soundbite on the news right. or 30 second soundbite on the news and also yeah. respond with what I want other people to do right so if I see someone that disagrees with me instead of like doing a face and turning away I would be a I try to be um, more welcoming and accept that they have obviously the right to have their opinion and have the right to have mine and and try to see it from another approach other than hate and mm -hmm. you know like being angry to yeah. someone just because they think differently. Yeah, that's really good. Well, I want to go into um, sisterhood, talking yeah. about being a woman and being a sister. So what does it mean to you to be a woman and to be a sister? Yeah, so I have it written down. Let me see. To me, sisterhood is about support. And when we find that support, we get power, right? So I think... I think it's important for all of us to realize that that's there and we are gonna um, stick to each other and help each other and that's gonna help us um, find power and be more empowered and 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 confident. I think that's important too. Um, so yeah, it's just a great um, tool that we all have and it's kind of there but sometimes we forget about it. Do you have sisters? I do have a sister, oh. and I also have soul sisters. <laughs> yeah, of course. I have one sister um, who lives in New York. We got closer to each other when I moved to the U.S. as well. She was super supportive, and I still am very close to my dance friends, the friends mm -hmm. that I did while I was at dance school, and I call them sisters as well. Yeah. I have, like, five friends, so it's, like, we're really, really close. So what does being a woman mean to you? Wait, can I? I always ask people this, but can right. I? Add, hopefully, this isn't politically incorrect. Yeah. But what does it mean to be a Latina woman? Yeah. Um, but I don't even know what it means. Like what it means <laughs> to me, uh, it's just part of my identity. It's part of who I am. Uh, it shapes the way that I act. I think. Um, I like to think that I am a kind person I try to be really you know optimistic and warm when I meet other people and always try to like 
act and treat people in the way that I would like them to treat me or my family members, especially like, this is a silly example, but I know this person that it's really bad with technology and people get upset because it's like, oh my God, you should know this. You should know how to turn on a computer. But I always think, what if it's, that's my mom? I would want someone to help her in a nice mm. way, right? Mm. So that's what I do because I kind of believe in that what you give is what you'll get in a sense. Um, so yeah, I think I bring my, the cultural background, I'll, I'll, I bring it with me every every day of my life because that's there and that, you know, it's in my it's accent, it's in you. the way I like, talk, it's the way I walk, everything. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to one day get to Venezuela because yes. I, have, I have two friends who live there mm-hmm. and I met them actually in the Philippines, which is so weird. Yeah. I just was a random thing. And the pictures that they would show me in Venezuela, because we don't really know, I mean... I'll speak for myself. I don't really know about other places right. like I know about America. And even right. America, I don't even know where some states are. I'm like, right. oh, gosh, please it's don't so ask big. me. So oh. actually, now that you're asking about it, so we've been through this big crisis for a few years. And the last 10, year, 10 days, we've been having a lot of protests from the opposition trying to... Um, tell the government to improve in a lot of things, right? Because yeah. we, we're having issues with finding food, medicine, and there's the crime rate, it's crazy. Um, same with the inflation rate, people can't afford to live anymore there. So for the past 10 years, 10 days, I keep saying years, but the past 10 days we've been out in the streets trying to communicate this to the world. Hey, we're having issues here, help. Um, in the government, it's actually oppressing the the peaceful protests in March that we're having on the streets so it's really scary now Mm -hmm. to know that that's happening so you're telling me I want to go and I'm like yes but not now not yet not not yet yet. but we are hopefully we'll get better yeah that's we're that's what I'm doing doing on social media right posting all the um news that I see that I could share and every time I talk to a person and especially if it's someone new, I tell them so that the news gets here too, because that's another issue. There are so many stuff happening in the U.S. that that we don't even find out about yeah. all the issues we're having down there. Yeah. Yesterday, for example, they, I think they were doing some aggressions to a hospital that was helping the people that were in the march. Why are you? Why are you oppressing a hospital? You know, like. A health center where the community is being helped, yeah. like helped. So it's it's really stressful and and sad and knowing that that's like my homeland that's slowly dying in a way. My friend Ernesto was saying that even to get like a gallon of milk is like twenty U.S. dollars, and that you can only buy food on certain days. Yeah, and sometimes they don't even like you can't even Most afford the food. You can't, yeah. Right, or or find it. Find Maybe it. you have a little bit of money, but you go to a store and there's nothing there, or you need yeah. to stand in line for hours and hours to buy, you know, six eggs. So. And Venezuela is a country that has, you know, oil, and we made a lot of money out of it. So where is that money? Yeah. There's there there are problems. There, yeah, yeah. How can we help? Like, how can Americans help? Um, awareness. Go online. Check. You know the news uh, about what's happening in Venezuela, and eventually, hopefully, the leaders of the country could 
raise the voice because that's all we need right now communications awareness and support um i know that there's there are uh, foundations that are helping with medicine and food sending back home uh there's one that i help with it's called i love venezuela foundation so the um, website is i love venezuela.org and there you could you know donate five dollars but those five dollars are going to help a whole family um finding food for a week and anybody can get five dollars see i didn't even know about this yeah now i know that there's a place that i <laughs> can for asking. I give appreciate it. Yeah. yeah well it's important i mean we're such a, a rich nation obviously we have our problems but i just feel like when you're blessed you gotta give to others just like yeah. you were saying you always kept saying throughout this interview like i felt like i needed to pay back i felt mm -hmm. like i needed to give back and honestly i almost feel like Without saying it, that's what one of the things you were saying about being a woman and why Maybe. it's important being a woman is because we give. Right. We just, women, we just give so right. much. And it's time to give back to Venezuela. Thank you. Yeah, of course. That. Thank you so much, Carmen. I'm so happy that we got to do oh, this thank you. Thank and you. do this interview. Great. And I'm going to try to get, okay. And so um, if people want to find out about Mass Cultural Council, it's, if you're in the Massachusetts area and you want to get connected, find out what's going on, is that just massculturalcouncil.org? Yes, That perfect. easy. That easy, and you can also Google it, and that way you'll see our Facebook uh, page and our Twitter account and other websites that, where we offer services through. Awesome. Thank you, Carmen. Thank you. This was great. You've been listening to Sister Radio. Thank you for everyone tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. And thank you, Carmen. I didn't get to say this to her, but Carmen's my favorite girl name, actually. And one day, should I have a daughter, I will name her Carmen. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and go to sisterradio.com for more info. We love y'all. Sister Radio.